So, you want to be a contractor. Ever wonder what it takes to become a contractor? The journey they go on to get where they are now, or the crazy things they see and hear on the job site? Well, you're in the right spot. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Contractor, the podcast. Join your host, Mike Fisher, as he talks to owners of construction companies from all over about how they got started, how they run their business, and some of the craziest stories they've experienced on their job sites. And now, your host, Mike Fisher. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Contractor. This is episode number 42. My name is Mike Fisher. I almost screwed up my own name because uh, I was thinking <laughs> about pronunciation. Then don't say my about- name. Right. No, I was thinking about pronouncing your name. That's why I screwed up my own name. Uh, my uh, co-host well, over there. Well, I will Marisella. do the honors Arechiga. on this round, doing, Mike Fisher. This is Maricela Arechiga with New Generation Home. It is my pleasure to be here with everyone. Mike, We I don't know how many episodes we are in together. I mean, you, you don't keep track when you're having fun, right? Just having a right, lot of fun right, over right. here on the pod. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been amazing and I appreciate you sticking around this long. Hopefully, you, <laughs> you know, to many, many more. Uh, so our, our guest today, uh, up in the, uh, central California area, uh, Corky Silva, president at tech city builder. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate Corky. it. Thank you. Uh, thanks for taking the time with us. Tell us where you are exactly. Where are uh, you? In San world? Jose, California. So we are. You're in San Jose. Yeah, we are based out of San Jose, California. Uh, this is where um, I, my my entire career has been here uh, in this area. Are you born and raised? I'm born in San Francisco, and so born in okay. San Francisco, raised in Pacifica, California, which is a small little beach town right outside uh, San Francisco. Um, and then I I moved to San Jose in. 2002, I think. Um, I was going to San Jose State in uh, civil mm-hmm. engineering, construction management program, and and so I, I ended up moving here, and I just never left. Uh, it's a wonderful place. Awesome. That's awesome. Tell us what so, you do. Yeah, give us a little insight on what you do. I, I I'm curious. The name Tech City Builder is that in reference to strictly uh, where you guys are at now in San Jose, or is that yeah. have anything to do with the work you guys actually do? No, I mean it's it's really. Um, so um it's really where we're, we're based you know we're, we're really in the the silicon valley the tech city um you know everything here is is tech um we don't we don't focus on tech uh let me say that i mean we do we do look at commercial work but we do primarily commercial residential construction um i come from a background of large construction projects so um when i was an employee Um, I, uh, worked for three different companies and, um, I built, uh, kind of a, a broad spectrum of work, um, high rises, residential high rises. Um, I built an open market, San Pedro square market. I built senior living, I built hospitality. Um, and I spent about, I think about 15 years in, in corporate construction. Uh, my last project, um, I was the executive in charge of, uh, Hillsdale mall. Um, uh, you know, 200 plus million dollar, uh, mall renovation, you know, it's a whole block. Uh, they call it the North block renovation. Um, and, uh, that was my, my last, uh, what I'd say employee type, you know, project. 
Um, and then I always knew I was going to work for myself. I always knew um, I would have my own company. How did you know that? Um, I've known that since I was born. Uh, I I come from a entrepreneurial spirit of a of a family. Um, my grandparents um, had uh, Silva's Auto Supply in Pacifica when I was a kid growing up, so they were their own business mm-hmm. owners. Uh, my my family all worked there, um, and so even when I was going to San Jose State, uh, I was. I was kind of one of those bad students. Um, you know, I put a little bit more time in the fun of life and the and uh, enjoying life instead of my GPA. Um, it's easy to do when you were going to San Jose State. Oh, you NorCal folks had a real big reputation. Oh, yeah, yeah. San Jose State's a very fun school to go to. Um, it's it's a great program. I mean, their, their civil engineering program is nationally ranked. And so... Um, but, you know, I, I knew since I was in college, I would always, I would tell people like, you know, someday I'm going to own my own company, you know, like I'm going to run my own, my own yeah. world. And, um, did you know it was going to be, in I was going to say, yeah, that was going to be my question. Do you know, did you always know it was going to be construction? Um, you know, it's funny. I, um, I, 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 uh, when I graduated high school, I went to the military. I spent a couple of years in the military. I came back. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do, when I was in high school, I used to do a lot of, of welding. And so, um, and and a lot of, you know, like that's back when high schools had, you know, wood shops and metal shops. Right. And so I was in every shop class and I loved building with my hands. I just always have. And, um, um, I came back and I went and I did uh, a welding technology at college San Mateo. They had a really high ranked program. And, um, I did that for a couple of years. And then I, at the time I decided I'm going to go back to school. And I was all about computers. You know, I was building computers. I was I was doing things. So I actually was going to do computer science um, until I took a computer science class. And then I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, I don't know what this is, right? <laughs> and so um, I actually, uh, I transferred to San Jose State. And uh, when I did the tour, um, I was walking uh, through the tour. And they were walking us through a civil engineering program. And um, they had this poster and it was like, uh, um, it was a high rise and it was deconstructed high rise. So like the top was built, but as you came down, it showed more and more of the, you know, the frame, the foundation, and it was, you know, like a deconstructed high rise. And I, um, this gentleman walked up and I said, how do I do this? You know, like it said, you it, like a military poster. It said, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how do I do well, this? You. you know? And I turned <laughs> to this guy and I was like, how do you do this? And he just happened to be the, the Dean of civil engineering. And he was like, come in here and just sign this. Happened to just be, happened to be, right? right? Such a weird weird experience. Be. And so um, he was like, come in this room and sign this this uh, change of major. And I did. And, and they accepted me in the civil program. And um, it was like the best decision I ever made. Um, I ended up being like president of the program and uh, just had the best experience ever. Um, I actually went back to San Jose State after and got my master's and um you know, but once I started there, I knew it was construction because civil engineering has so many different emphasis, um, like structural or, or soils or environmental. And, you know, all of those are for the really smart people, um, you know, the, the bookworms. And, um, you know, I think I was more like, nice. I was like, I was like, how can I make money by talking to people? And they were like, construction. I was like, okay. You know, and then, and then also... <laughs> My my uh, my background as a builder and just you know everything I mean all my history and and so it just clicked you know it was like this is what I was made to do and um, that's when I started I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna own my own company 
Like I'm gonna own my own company. So Corky, you you graduate um, construction, engineering, management, civil engineering. You go work for 15 years for corporate, yeah. right? Doing some pretty big um, commercial projects. Yes. Uh, tell me the year, put me in the year that you start your own company and how did you make that decision? Because it's a really hard <laughs> decision when you are having the benefits, having yeah. all the cushions that come with corporate, comes with a lot of other things too, but take me to take me to that season. So um, it actually, so it kind of happened a little earlier. Um, it, it started in 2017. Um, I was finishing up, uh, I was working for a company uh, by the name of John Stone Moyer in the Bay Area, and I was building a hotel in San Jose and a high rise in San Francisco. And I was the executive in charge of both. So basically, as the executive, you're overseeing the teams and you're you're you're, you're handling all the high level business stuff, right? And I was just mm -hmm. done. I was just done with the business. Um, Why? Uh, you know, lack of qualified help. Um, you know, yeah, they pay you well, but they expect you to work eighty hours a week, yeah. you know, they yep. grind you. Yep. Um, it's just the way the business yep. is. Right. And so, yeah. so wait, so we have a on pause right yeah. there. Lack of qualified help 80 hours a week. And you think I'm going to go run my own business because I can find people that can do it and I don't have to work 80 hours a week. I feel like that's the exact opposite, right? I mean, every business owner is like 80 to 100 hours a week. Yeah. You can't find people right now. Yeah. But it's yours. Yeah. Oh, but but it's yeah. Yours. I guess it's your mess. Yeah. And, that, right? and, that, and that's, that's what it goes my to. My baby. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it goes to. It's like, you know, when you're in corporate, you're spending 60 to 80 hours a week. But in the end, you're not walking away with those profits. All that money that you're making yeah. that company, you're not getting that. You're not. They'll give you a little bonus at the end of the year. They'll give you a little money to, to keep you going. They'll, you know, they'll they'll keep you going. But at the end, and then on top of that, um, you're not the last person to make the decision. No matter who you are in charge, when you work for somebody, there's always somebody up the ladder that can come in. And no matter how much work you do to line something out and get it ready, they can come in and be like, no, nope, don't want to go that way. And you just have to eat it. Yeah. You know, you have to just be like, oh, okay. So, Corky, was it was it you just wanting more freedom? Yes. Wanting more. It it, it really okay, comes so down to freedom. Season, like okay. Freedom okay. and and the ability to 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 make my own decisions, decide my own path. You know, um, you know, and I was lucky. I worked for some amazing people, um, and 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 I was really lucky to gain those experiences. But in the end, it just. You know, like, I don't want to explain to somebody where I'm at on a Monday. I just don't, you know, like mm -hmm. if I'm, if I'm, if it's a Monday, I mean, I got eight kids, you know, if like, if, if something comes up, I don't want to have to call someone to say, oh, Hey, I'm sorry. Little, quirky. little quirky has a, has a, a cold today, you know, like it, 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 you know, so, um, that was in 2017 now. So I was ready to start my own company. I was, um, I was already kind of moving that route. Uh, but then um, CW Driver, who is is from Southern California, um, they were recruiting me big time to take over their Northern California department, and they basically made me an offer that I couldn't I couldn't look away from. You know, like they just they just um, yeah. I mean, they came in. I mean, they're a great company. I mean, I will tell you right now, CW Driver, one of the best you companies to work CW for. Too. I mean, full yep. full coverage of medical, great people, yep. so much support. I mean, it was wild. So, you know, I, um, 
That's where my husband, my, that's where our commercial experience comes from, from CW Driver as well. They are a great company. Oh, great company. And so, they are a great um, you know, I went and joined them and then they also had the Hillsdale Mall, right? So I kept building bigger and bigger jobs, but then all of a sudden it was like, wow, North Block, couple hundred million, you know? So then I went with them and, uh, and two years later, um, they decided that they want, didn't want to be in Northern California. And um, I had built a whole team and brought so people in. 2019 at 2019, this point, right? So it's 2019, it's about 2019 now. February of 2019. Um, I'd been there just about two years. Um, and actually, I'll say this. I had, I was going through a divorce. They supported me. Like, they they did everything to pick me up. And so I I, I will say this, this driver, when, when they made that decision, I talked to the owner and I told him, I understand why you're making this decision. You're a Southern California company trying to build Northern California. You're continually struggling because you don't have the power up here that all these other GCs up here have. And so I understood, but then at the same time, it was kind of like, this is it. You know what I mean? Like I came here, I built this whole team. I brought all these people in. I sold them on this company and the company shut the door. So I actually, um, I got lucky. Um, a, a family friend, a kid who used to work for me, um, his dad's a developer. Uh, they were building a custom home up in the hills of, of Saratoga, and they asked me to come build it for them. And um, I literally wore shorts and flip-flops every day for about a year um, and went to work, and I built this beautiful mansion, um, beautiful house. And uh, it was like, it was literally probably the best thing that could happen to me. It, like, let me rebuild myself, you know, and kind of get out of all the, you know, high blood pressure moments I had survived for 15 years. <laughs> And, um, and that was it. I just said, you know what? I'm going to start my own company. Um, I started doing consulting first while I was getting my license. Um, and I got to do some consulting for some great companies, CM, like, like the core companies, like Urban Catalyst is a opportunity zone company, uh, or, you know, an opportunity zone developer. Um, and, and then also I started building smaller projects and then, um, it just, it just got, it just got going, you know, and here in San Jose, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty well known because of the projects I built. So I have a lot of, uh, a very good network. And Tell us about your repertoire, Corky. Go into that now. So now it's, it's 2019. You spend the year building a mansion yeah. um, and doing that on your own. You do some con some consulting. Tell us about your repertoire. What is, what is the line of work that uh, you've dedicated the business to? Well, now we're doing, um, we started out small, you know, as anything, uh, you know, we're, we're, um, you know, like any company, you got to start somewhere. Right. And so we were doing, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of like, um, tenant improvements and remodels, things like that. It just mm -hmm. kind of slowly grew. Mm -hmm. Um, now we're doing, um, more ground up projects, podiums, um, things like that. Um, we're building, uh, you know, a four story mixed use in Palo Alto. Uh, we're getting ready to do potentially do a hotel. All residential quirky. No, no All commercial, commercial and, okay. and residential. Um, we're doing, okay. we're doing potentially some hospitality in Redwood city. Um, you know, I'm looking at some, um, affordable housing in, in, in Oakland and just different projects. Um, who the baby's waking up. Um, baby. yeah, that's the baby. Um, we can, can we, can we, that's a good intermission area right here. Um, can we not just load over the fact that you said you have eight kids, you have eight kids. Yeah. One set of twins and a baby that's asleep in the sleeper right next oh, to she you. She just woke up, so she's going to sleep no more. 
that's that's a lot of that's a lot of responsibility. Probably, Corky. probably because I'm and and a ba- and a, a business that's kind of still in its infancy. Right? Oh yeah, because you started yeah. kind of in ni- in 2019. You get hit with the pandemic. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been good for construction, but like that's a lot that's a lot on your plate. Oh, you, you have a little bit yeah, of a Thanksgiving I wanna, I wanna go back platter to, in front of you. I want to go back to when you started a little bit. Obviously, I mean, being an employee of something like CW Driver, sure, people know who you are, right? You're walking around those projects, and I'm sure that they know who you are. But but those are big, big GCs. Those are big, big developers. Those are yeah, massive uh, those are know, big trade boys. contractors that are coming in and, and, and working the trades underneath those people, right? Mm-hmm. So starting on your own, I mean, sure, they all know who you are, but they're not looking for some brand new GC to come in and, and, and do some work for them. Right. So I, I get you wanted the freedom and all, and all those other things that come with owning your own business, but where, where do you find the business? How are you Corky and, and tech city builder as a brand new company in 2019 finding business when all your connections are, you know, these companies doing $200 million projects with eight mouths to feed. Yeah. <laughs> with eight mouths to feed. Right. That's the big one. Um, you know, it's, it's truthfully, it's, it's pretty tough. Uh, you have to, um, I mean, one, I, I, I know people, right? So um, it's it's going to these people and looking for the projects that are a um, little bit smaller. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, the ones that the bigger companies just don't have the time to deal with, um, you know? And then, and then a, a, a big part of it is, um, and a, a lot of ways I've gotten in is through subcontractors, right? Oh, perfect, the wife's showing up. Um, the... Uh, this is real life. Oh, this, this is real, is real life. life. This yeah. is real life. Is yeah, she's she's waking up right now. It's crazy. Um, but uh, so a lot of ways I've gotten into subcontractors who um, have advised me for the projects, right? So like Palo Alto. What kind of subcontractors? So what, like, what, can you break that down? Yeah, can you, yeah. Can so you give us just a little bit so more texture. Like um, for the Palo Alto project, um, they had actually that ownership group had actually started with another GC. And things went sour really early. And so the concrete subcontractor, who's Stark Concrete out of San Jose, um, they told the owner, they said, hey, we know a guy that could come in here and build this job for you, no problem. And so they interviewed me. They looked at my resume and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're the guy. And so we just started working towards it. Um, um, another, you know, another project that I'm bidding right now comes from um, a reference from another subcontractor, uh, Sierra um, uh, construction, which is a, a wood framing co- company. Um, AJ Oxley uh, is the owner there. And, and I worked with them all the way back from my Barry Swenson days. They helped me build the market. And so he went to them and said, Hey, I know a guy, this guy right here, you know, Corky Silva, he's built everything. He's got a small company. Um, he could probably give you good pricing. And then that's, that's also where I'm very competitive, right? I have, I have low overhead, right? I have, Right. I, I'm a small company. I'm not looking to be um, CW driver, to be honest. I'm not looking to be, you know, Swenson. I'm not looking to be these companies I work for. I don't want 200 employees. I don't want, I don't, I don't want that. I just don't, you know, it's, it's. Corky, I think there's so much power in that uh, in knowing what you don't want and almost using that as a catalyst to understand what you do want, what yeah. you do want for your business. Well, it creates leverage. And what it, you're it able does. to do too. Yeah. Yeah. 
what as you as you're developing this and establishing yourself what do you want because i think this is a really important this was important for me to answer and it took me a long time to figure that out at the infancy stage of my business is what kind of gc who do i serve what, yeah. what size do I want this to be? And and along the lines with you, Corky, I didn't want to be a Swinnerton or a CW driver. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't want that for myself. But what is it that you, how are you using that to define what you will build? Well, you know, um, right off the bat, I mean, one of the things that is key to me is um, integrity and mm-hmm. and truthfulness and trust. And so... Um, you know, I'm trying to build a company based around those values, right? And so being very honest with the client and, you know, just being a very open, kind of open book, open-minded builder. And um, for me, what I see is I would love to have about three to four, um, you know, solid, large-scale projects going at any given time. Um, Something that's large enough to provide a um, a very successful company but not so large that you have to depend on people that realistically should not be doing what they're doing and 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 i say this because i've been at companies before that we've struggled sounds like give experience yeah we've we've struggled with staffing companies or staffing the projects and what they'll do is they'll just be like oh well you know we can't find a superintendent so we'll We'll take the safety manager. We'll make him your super for a couple months. Or we'll we'll take this administrator. She's really good. We'll make her your PE. And it's like, okay, that's a Band-Aid. But how am I supposed to be um, successful and efficient and effective if you're giving me people who have never done what we're trying to do? You know, like, mm-hmm. like um, and I'm not going to name companies or anything, but one of the high-rises I had to build um, when I started the company or when I started the job, um, they, uh, they had a good superintendent. He had, he had come from, um, large company from before he was ready. Well, he literally quit two weeks after I got there. Right. So I got there. He's like, good. They got you. I'm leaving. I'm like, wait, well, what do you mean? You know? And, um, it was a, you know, it's a type one project is, is a large high rise, you know, uh, it's a high rise. I mean, it's a, it's a high rise, you know? And, um, they never once gave me anybody who had type one experience. So me as the executive, you know, I'm not, I'm not the super, I'm not the PM. I'm not, I'm supposed to be managing these people, but I'm literally having to train them and walk them through it and do it for them. And it, and then it just starts to get to a point where you're like, what, what is this? You know, like we're building jobs with people that have never been on a job like this, you know, and that's something I never want to be in because um, that same company, I mean, they had multiple projects where they went, they went through 20 to 30 people on a job. Like it just was like a turnstile of employees. And how do you ever create a, a, a positive reputation and, 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 and have the respect of your industry if you're consistently just rotating through people on a project that, yeah. that maybe needs four or five people? You know, like so how did yeah. how did you change that? How is how is Tech City Builder different? Um, so I have actually taken the time to um one I've, I've gone very slow. Right off the bat, uh, I've been offered multiple projects. Um if I cannot staff that project, if I cannot 
um, be successful in that project, I will pass on it. I will just, it's not worth mm -hmm. it. I'm not going to take it on. I'm sorry. Um, I tell them the truth. Hey, I just, I just don't have the manpower to staff this. And you don't want me just to put anybody on the job, right? Yeah. Um, Corky, and, are you um, uh, 100% sub? Yes. Do you sub out 100%? 100%. We do not perform anything. No, we do not no self-perform self at all. Okay. Um, and so, you know, and then and then at the same time, you, you know, with people, you have to have patience. I mean, this industry, especially up here in the Bay Area, it's crazy. I mean, people are jumping ship all the time, no matter what you're paying them. Um, John, I never forget, I, one of the first employees I hired was this kid out of San Jose State, and um, he asked for a raise, like, four times in the first two months. And I'm like, what are you talking? Like, you literally have come out of college. I'm paying you a solid wage, right? Like, for an entry level. And all you tell me is you think you're worth more. You know, like I'm worth more. Well, I'm doing this now, so I'm worth more. I'm doing it. No, you're not doing that. You're just, you're, you're, you're helping in these areas, right? You have to learn. You've never built anything. You've never built a schedule. You've never run a schedule. You've never built, you know, like you've never done any of this, you know? And I think the third or fourth time he called me, I, I'll never forget. He called me. He was like, hey, we got to talk and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, well, go ahead. You know, and he started telling me, I said, you know, I'm done with this. And he's like, what do you mean? You know, I said, uh, turn your stuff in. I'm done. And he was, he was floored. You know, he was like, well, I said, I can't, I'm not going to spend my time with somebody who's going to just continually tell me how much more were their worth. But what are you accomplishing every day for me? I'm investing in you, right? I'm putting my money in you. And if, if it's not working, it's not working, you know? And so, you know, we had to move on and, and, um, and then continue to find people that just take the time to find people that, you know, they want to be here. They want to learn. They understand the process. They're patient. What would you say, you know? is what would you say is one of the biggest lessons you've learned that you weren't ready for? You weren't anticipating? Because at this point, you're you're four, three years into the business, yeah. right? Yeah. Three years into the business. What's one of the big things that you've had to learn that you, you weren't ready for? Well, that's a good question. One of the big lessons, um, you know, uh, cash flow, cash flow is, is yeah. cash flow is king. Um, you know, yeah. it's, uh, um, you know, and then, you know, and I say that because I, I, I think because when you're starting a company, you don't realize how much mm -hmm. money it's going to take to get that company going. Right. Yeah. There's all these little things. I mean, just all these little things yeah. that you need, um, you know, and, and, and you don't, you don't calculate that in your head when you're, when you're really contemplating it, um, you know, and so um, I think, you know, you know Corky, you're talking some, about something that Mike, I don't think we've talked about a lot it's, and that's financing and that's yeah. finance, right? Like this is a really big topic that interestingly enough, we've done, I don't know, 20 of these together and no one's talked about finance. Uh, we talk about margins and we talk about yeah. numbers and we talk about being profitable because of course that bleeds into how you finance the next. But in the infancy stage, Corky, did you just self-finance? Did you take out a bunch of credit cards? Yeah. Did you go get some capital? So I actually, so I actually self-finance. Well, first off I started out by myself. Right. And so um, I, I got some projects that started to, you know, generate revenue and bring in, 
bring in funds and also uh, allowed me to um, pay for salaries, right? And so that helped me pick up the first one or two people and and cover them in the project. But then, um, you know, as the company grew and as we needed, you know, furniture and office space and, you know, everything, it, it just started to like, we needed to actually um, increase our cash flow. And so um, we actually, I did do some financing, um, you know, some capital investments um, that we've, you know, paid off. And then I'll have actually, um, you know, uh, uh, restarted again because it's 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 best to keep that cash flow in our pockets, right? Uh, things happen. Yeah. Um, you know, right. um, at times you need to. Worst time to need money is when you need it. Exactly. And so, um, and then at the same time, you know, I um, I, I self financed a good chunk of it. Um, you know, I I bought a house in San Jose um, when I first got out of college. You know, back in 05. and and so. Um, you know, at some point, um, I refinanced it. I took some of those funds. I injected them into the company, um, you know, and, and made sure that we could, you know, get more equipment, things like that, you know, laptops, monitors, desks, you know, um, an office, things like that, that we could, we could handle and get, and get covered. Um, you know, and so, um, it's been tough though. I will say it's been tough. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's, I spend a lot of time, you know, working for free. Uh, you know, I, I, I say that, you know, um, my wife gets, she gets a little frustrated with me about that, you know, but I, I have to explain to her that that's kind of the part of the business. Um, you know, when you're yeah, estimating all these jobs, you know, you work for free. That's I, the I, truth for every small business. Yeah. Number one. And I think that's a particularly true for people in the construction industry. There's endless amounts of hours that you can't bill for at the very beginning stage of your Oh yeah. Of your of your business, it's really hard um, to be able to bill for the time that you're spending creating the estimate. Exactly. Bill for the time you're creating the construction schedule. Oh those yeah. Are, those are free hours that you're giving the project because you're also having to get a foot in. You need a foot in. Yeah. You have to have an edge, and if your reputation isn't your edge yet, it is going to be the additional value that you bring at the front end. Yep. And so that's just that's totally a reality of our business. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a, it's a harsh reality. And you know, when you're, when you're with a corporate company, you don't, you don't realize that, you know, you're getting paid a salary, you, don't and, realize that. you know, and um, you know, you don't, you don't think about those things, you know, and, 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 and then until you're with your own company and then, you know, it was hard. Um, one of the, one early on, um, we actually got an opportunity to bid some work for, uh, for Bloom Energy, which does the hydrogen mm -hmm. energy sources. And, um, they had a little tower over here in San Jose and they, they wanted me on the job and I did this great bid for them. And I mean, I spent hours on it, you know, and um, in the end, when, when we went back, we just didn't qualify uh, through their world, not anything else, but they have a very strict financial qualification process and mm -hmm. their corporate only qualified us for like 50% of the job. And they basically were like, you know, sorry. And it was like, they were like, you are our number one. You have the best number. You have the best price. You have the best schedule, but you just don't qualify. And it was like, that was the biggest kick in the stomach. Cause it was like, it would have been our first big job, you know, and with, with yeah. a company that is doing these all over the place, like this is exactly what we want, you know, like repeat business and a good client. And it, I mean, it was such a kick in the stomach and, 
you know, we still we still talk. They still they they're looking at other jobs for us. But you know, we kind of started moving down the road. They moved down the road, and it happens. You know, but yeah, those are those are kind of lessons you learn as a business owner. You know, like uh, like kind of like Mike, what you had said, right? Like like I went into the business because. I don't want people above me to make decisions, but also I want my decisions to be on my shoulders and I want it all to be on my shoulders. Like if I make a mistake, if I mess up, it's on me. It's not anybody else. I, it, not, nobody else messing up for me and I got to go swallow my pride and, and, you know, go fix something that somebody else did. No, I did it. And like, that was a perfect example of like, just sitting there crying, you know, like, wow, like we were this close and mm-hmm. we just didn't qualify. You know, like, yeah. and it just hurts. You know, you're like, I was so ready to, you know, start ramping up, get get some more staff, bring in somebody, you know, do these great, and it was a great project too. I mean, it was like, it was just all equipment. You know, it's like a tower with just equipment in it. So like no finishes, no nothing, like just get in with good subs and bang it out, you know? And it's like, yeah. oh, you know? And, you know, the company that we lost to was a huge company, huge company out of Southern California, right? And so, the, or the company that went on to do it, you know, and, and it's like, that's who we're competing with. So we have to understand that, like, it's going to happen, right? But um, I guess I, I should be happy that I'm I'm at least in that ring, right? Like, I'm in that you're ring. In you're at the table. Yeah, I'm yeah. at that table. Yeah. I'm you're playing in that game, you know? And that's what yeah, I keep telling our team. Sure. And that's what I tell myself. It's what I tell my family. Like, you know, we're going to get there. Um, at some point, yeah. we're going to get to a point where, um, you know, this company will will run itself you know quote unquote it'll the people will be able to run itself we're at a point right now where it's all it's all on my back you know i gotta make it happen um the staff that i have they're building the jobs right it's up to me to make sure that the estimating happens to make sure that you know all of all of the business side is moving and um yeah you know that's that's to go back to your your question now that's another big lesson learned you know um I always, I always just tell, I, I, my first company I worked for was, was Barry Swenson, uh, builder out of San Jose, huge developer, um, great man. One of the best human beings I've ever met in my life. Um, I loved working for him. I was sad to leave, but I knew I was, I was going to start my own company and he was a third generation developer. Everything was in house. It was just a different business model. I wanted to see something else, you know, but the, my senior vice president, he used to spend every day at his computer and he would literally be like this and he would he would eat peanuts and he would just look at his computer all day long. And, and I, you know, I would be building jobs and I would always come in and be like, what the hell is he doing? You know, like, what are you doing? You know? And now that I'm a business owner <laughs> and now that I see now I'm at my desk, like thinking and just trying to figure <laughs> out. And I, I literally, I call his name's his name, his name's Steve Andrews. He's a senior vice president officer for Barry Swenson. I've called him to tell him like, I get it. now, Like, I yeah. understand. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so much thought and, and planning and forethought. And you're just like, when you're a business owner, your mind is constantly rolling. Like, okay, I got to make sure this gets done. I got to make sure we get here. I got to make sure that I show up for this. I go to this networking event. Yeah. You know, there's so much going on that has nothing to do with the actual projects that are being built. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. all yeah. in, in bringing the business to a place that you want it to be. And that's well, my Corky, key. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's really, you're in the mud right now, like all the way up to your neck, walking through it, like, you know, work 
walking through molasses here. You're, you're in that real tough stage. Um, why would you decide, tell me what the decision was in going at it on your own versus taking on a partner? You know, um, I actually, for a long time, uh, was trying to, to, to start with a partner and mm. I had, um, I have my college roommate is also in construction management. He's a great builder. Um, I've got very close friends from the years that, you know, um, that, um, I thought of, you know, and, and, and other people, partners, um, I've got a really good friend, uh, out of Colorado who, uh, is a very successful entrepreneur. And, you know, I thought maybe I can have him be a capital, but, but when I went to do it, I had many people from industry come to me and say, if you can do it on your own, do it on your own. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. a partnership is like a marriage without any love or care or, or anything involved. Right. <laughs> They're like, so That's really good. Like, the, a partnership is like a marriage with, without any with that, love. Let's just love or sex or anything. None of that good stuff there, right? <laughs> and and so stuff. they said most likely your partnership is going to get divorced. Find a different partner. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get divorced at some point. And a lot of the guys that I talked to, people I talked to, they had gone through that, and they were like, it was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah. and they and they told me if they could have from day one started on their own, they would have. Now looking back, yeah, and so. Um, knowing myself, I am like, I'm not your prototypical thinker in this business. I come at things a totally different way. Um, I'm very hard to deal with at times. And I don't mean like anger or anything. I just mean like, I'm just kind of a hard personality, you know? And, um, mm -hmm. sometimes I rub people wrong. And so to me, it was like, I'm going to bring in a partner and they're going to hate me in three years. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to want to be here no more, you know? Yeah. I'm also very much an, like an alpha, you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of like, mm. I will bring, I'm a brainstormer who listens to everybody. I'll take everything that everybody says, I'll bring it in my head. But once I figure out the direction I want to go, you're either going with me or you're out of here. It's like, I don't, there is yeah. no, that's maybe that's the military in me. But once we start marching this way and I said, this is the way we're going, you're either going with me or you're out of here. I don't care. Like I, I'm not going to, yeah. I don't want to hear it no more, you know? And that, that sometimes is hard for people because People want to be heard. They... Well, that takes some discipline to understand yeah. that that's your personality and, and, and you know, bringing a partner in may be easier financially and, and yeah. from a burden and all those kind of things kind of ease some of that stuff. But that, that takes some discipline knowing that that's your personality and knowing that that's not going to end well uh, or, or, you know, there's a possibility yeah. it could not end well. Well, it just, it just uh, comes from to kind of just do it on your own. years of experience, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. years, yeah. years of experience, you know, deal with people. And... But I mean, that's, like I said, that's, that's discipline. I mean, yeah. which is, it's tough to do. Like when you, okay. when you see that you could bring somebody else in and, and mitigate half of the risk financially, mitigate half of the burden and oh, yeah. stress mentally, yeah. like that's it. That's there's some there's some uh, genius in in kind of recognizing that in yourself and and knowing that that's not going to be yeah. smart in the end. Well, and, that, and I think that's really important to to point out and to talk about in the way that you're talking about because there might be some again talking about resource podcast being a resource is somebody who's at the infancy stage of their business or who is considering going out on their own could be taking your experience for a very high value thinking yeah. about you know, do I do this on my own? Do I take on a partner? 
And like, yeah. look, you're speaking very frankly about the burden of yeah. the infancy stage of yeah. uh, having your own business in construction. It is freaking brutal. Oh, it's brutal. It is brutal. It's and brutal. you're doing all the things. You wear all the hats. And even when you take on, yeah. you know, employees and you take on that support, you're still accountable and responsible for that. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's, it's a it's tough. Oh, it's, it's really tough. It's um it's amazingly tough. And you know, I I think um I you know I think the hard part you know maybe maybe what worked for me was I I've never been in a rush to grow the company, and so. Mm. Um, I was lucky when I did my master's, um, I actually did my thesis on um, the the growth of companies and where they struggle, right? Or, or, or construction companies and, and, and how they fail over time, right? And a lot of that came down to, you know, they grew too fast. They don't have enough people to do what they're trying to do. Um, and they end up ruining their reputation. And in this business, reputation is everything. I mean, once you, it is. once your reputation is gone, all the big boys, they're not going to talk to you no more. They're like, no, he failed yeah. tops. Well, that's, that's an interesting take you know? and, and probably puts you in a pretty advantageous situation going through that. I, I mean, we, we struggle uh, on this, not on necessarily in this show, but in, in this industry, you know, schooling versus not schooling and, and, you know, not going to that that route from a from a school standpoint and just getting into the trades and learning on the job and so but but it sounds like yours specifically and, and probably because you chose that as your thesis but what was that research process like and i mean what did where did you go to get that information and why was that you know such a why why is that something you chose because i have to imagine doing all that research and, and writing what you did put you in a pretty advantageous position for starting your own business knowing why others fail. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, I think that's a really good question. Like you were not in, you you were not you're not in a rush to grow. There's again so much power in that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and so, you know, honestly at that point I already knew I was going to run a company. Um, I knew I, I was going to start my own company. Um, when I when I was doing my masters, I was actually at my second company which was Johnstone Moyer. I had joined them because I wanted to see um, just a clean, pure general contractor business model. Um, you know, when I was with Barry, Barry was the, the, the construction, he was the GC, he was the developer, he was the architect, he was everything, you know? Um, and that didn't work. And then he owned everything. So it was like, nobody does anything like that. Right. No, nobody. It's just not that way. Um, right. but when I went to GMI, you know, they were just purely a GC. They, they worked directly for, um, developers. And, and so I got to see that world of, of, of just a pure GC. And then I knew in the back of my mind, Hey, at some point I'm going to own my own company. Right. And so I wanted to know, like, why do these companies fail? And luckily enough, um, I had such a good network that, you know, I got to interview Well, I was at Johnstone Moyer. Well, Bill Johnstone, who is the, the Johnstone Johnstone Moyer, um, he actually built uh, uh, Bovis, right? So he built, uh, he started with a company by, by the name of Laird, Mc, Laird McGovern out of New York that just built like, like when he, I would be like, what'd you build? He goes, we built Manhattan. I'm like, what do you mean built Manhattan? He's like, we built all the high rises in Manhattan. Oh, you know? Are you like them apples? Yeah, like, no, and, and, and no, you, you want to hear, you want to hear apples? The guy actually built the, what is it, 92 Atlanta Olympics? He was the guy in charge 
of building like 30 facilities. He stood up there with the IOC chairman, him and his wife, and took a picture at the ceremony in Atlanta, you know? Like this guy was, he is genius, like genius, you know? And so I, I was mentoring underneath him, so I got to interview him, talk to him about what he understood. Um, same thing with John Moyer, who's his partner. Um, you know, Barry Swenson, who who owns Swenson in, in, in San Jose. Multiple people from their company. Um, you know, multiple people from subcontractor companies that have seen seen problems. Um, developers. I, I literally went out and just researched with every single person I could. And I go interview them and talk to them about their experience in life and what they saw and, and the failures that they saw. And then I compiled all that information and basically saw what was what was the key things that always tended to happen. And it was like, oh, well, yeah. we tried to grow too fast. We took on this job we should never have taken on. You know, oh, we yeah. we we couldn't we couldn't staff the job. So we we plugged people in that should never have been there and then they they made it worse, you know. Um, that is so tricky in our industry. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. where it's like the project is too good to say no, and then you do, and you get in more trouble for it. Growing yeah. before you actually should. I think that's oh yeah. That's so that's such an easy trap in construction. Well, it's yeah, and I, and I think it's I think it's important to put out. I, I don't think everybody starting a business, and and obviously we're talking about construction, so we're, I'm going to point to construction specifically, needs to uh you know have a master's and write a thesis and do that that yeah. much research mm -hmm. but it points to the fact that that you know there there is some uh advantage there are some advantages in in at least doing a little bit of research and talking to a few people and and understanding the failures not necessarily the, the successes right because i think it's exactly. it's easy to have friends and and acquaintances and and people in your network that have started their own business to to hear about all their successes and it's kind of like that social media effect right you see all the good nobody ever posts the, yep. the bad stuff right and, and so it's easy exactly. to kind of take all that good and not ask the hard questions and not ask well how did you fail how are you what were your struggles you know what i mean yeah. but so I, I think it's important to point out at least that obviously you went the extreme route right and, and wrote an entire thesis on on failure and and, and how the, the ways that you can fail in business but at least ask some questions right and, and understand uh you know where you may be you know to be able to avoid some of some of those uh you know those possible downfalls for sure no that, that's yeah, the key I, I, think. I mean i learned i learned that through really hard lessons what you're talking about corky you went yeah. in from a theoretical yeah. right and a theological perspective but that's one of our that's that's one of our foundational lessons learned is that you can't take on too much too soon uh, I've I've never enjoyed the business more than when we're we're just we have too much going on like or we're growing too fast like it it doesn't work well in a service industry like ours it doesn't work well like sure no, if yeah. you're TikTok and you have yeah. five million other viewers being like hey uh -huh, let's dance cool but like if you it's a completely different scale when you're building yeah it is and you know you have to deliver I mean that's the that's the big key it's it's you yeah, have from a you, reputation standpoint, you have to deliver. Yeah. You have to deliver, you know, or you're going to pay. I mean, every job's yeah. got liquidated damages. They got the lawyers only win in those worlds. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, you got to deliver. And that's, that's the, that's the big key. I think, um, you know, I think that's what separates people from, you know, being a GC of what I call smaller projects and then getting into that next level.
right? Getting yeah. into those 10 million, 20 million, you know, up to 40, 60, 70 million dollar projects. And that's where yeah, you spend that kind of money. You want to know that there's there's very little margin for error oh, or yeah. very little uh, opportunity for, for failure. You know, those are the projects where you only hire the people that don't fail or yeah. that fail, you know, 0.01% of the time. Exactly. Quirky, yeah. tell us about your dream. Tell us, tell us what, what the, what the year three year is in. What is your five year goal? Five year reach. Uh, five year. What do you want? Honestly, I'm, I'm, my dream right now, five years to basically um, build or be building a couple, couple projects, but be able to select the jobs that I'm building. That is yeah. my decision. That I'm not begging yeah. people for work. That I'm not, you know, that I'm, that people are calling me and saying, Corky, we really want you to build this job. Please come build this job. Yeah. And it's my yeah. decision to say, yes, I'll work with you. That's, yeah. that's really my dream. You know, I mean, and then when you talk about revenue, I mean, I'd like to be at, you know, maybe, maybe 40 to $50 million a year revenue in, in by five, year five um, and be somewhere around, you know, a hundred million in revenue by year 10 or earlier. Um, I'll say earlier. Uh, I, I, I expect that it'll be earlier. Um, I um, am a very. So you'll likely stay, you're likely definitely going to stay in the commercial side of construction oh, yeah. with those kinds of numbers, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Large projects. I mean, yeah. and then the dream, the, 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 the overall dream, I mean, number one dream for me is um, I want to get back to building high rises. Um, I have been lucky to build, a handful of them in my career. Um, I love them. They are by far the, the greatest building to build. There's nothing, I always say this to people, there's nothing like going out to your job site in the morning with a cup of coffee, taking the man lift up to the roof, watching the sun come up, everybody's working, you're sipping your coffee and just thinking to yourself, I'm king of the world. I mean, I'm, I'm king of the world, you know, and, and this is this is my world. You know, and 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 really and, and all the years that I built high rises, I was always so happy. I mean, I had knee injuries, leg injuries. It didn't matter. I strapped my boots on. I went to work. I didn't care. I loved it. And that's what I want to build. I want to build something where people have the same fire as I do to get out every morning and build and do something great. And you know, there's nothing like driving in downtown San Jose with my sons and my kids. And they turn and say, my dad built that. That's my dad built that. My dad built that. Hey, this is where my dad did. He built this. And and then, you know, I've got a lot of kids like we talked about. Um, you know, a couple of them. A couple of them are, you know, they're in high school. They'll be in college here soon. So, you know, the biggest dream is that by year 10, um, they're taking over and the wife and I are traveling and making that much money yeah. that we can do that, you know, and, 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 and that's our reward, mm-hmm. right? That's our reward for how hard we're working right now. Because honestly, I don't, I don't know many people that are working harder than my wife and I right now, you know, with the eight kids and then, and then building a business, you know, she's here every day with me. Um, she supports us every day. She does everything she can every day. Um, she's over here keeping a baby quiet right now, you know, and, and, and <laughs> laughing at me. Um, you know, but um, it, that's that's the big key. You know, I just want to I want to build some. I want to build an empire for my kids, for my family, for and then also for the people that want to be a part of it. Right? It's not just my kids and my family. Like I tell the people that come into this company, you're in a way you're coming in as like a 
like a partner or like a like a like an officer in a company. This is your baby too, right? And 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 I pay them that way. I make sure that they get taken care of. I make sure that that if they earn it, they get it. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't mess around with money. I'm not greedy. I don't care. I want people to be I, the people that come here and work hard and they have that fire. I'm all about it. You know what I mean? I will take care yeah. of them That's like awesome, nothing. Man. You know, and so. Um, well, okay, I hope I, we, really... I hope we one day find you at the top of that high rise and and uh, yeah, get to Me get too. to see you staring at yeah. like that like the Lion King moment. Yeah, right? just uh, yeah, the, everything that the light touches is yours. Just, right? just don't uh, don't have anybody kick. I love the tone that you bring about like the that infancy stage. I don't feel like we've heard that before. The, the your narrative and your transparency around what business in construction looks like in its infancy yeah. stage. And I think that's for whoever is listening, who's at that stage, um, they should take what you're saying very literally. It's, it's, it's definitely resourceful. Yeah. Uh, Let's get into rapid fire. Let's yeah. So we're going to come to the part of our podcast quirky. That's the only scripted part of, if you, if you've heard our podcast before, there's four questions. And you that got I like. this deep in a lot of people listen, but maybe they don't get this deep in, but hopefully, <laughs> Um, so to the point that I, that I make of wanting our podcast to be a resource for others listening, I ask the same four questions to any guest that joins us on, on the podcast. And again, it's, it's for the intent of being a resource. Uh, what the first question, what's the number one resource that you cannot do your business without? And again, I just want to underscore that I really appreciate the narrative of infancy that you're bringing to this podcast episode. I really appreciate it. What's the one resource three years in that your business can't do without? Good people. It's good people. Good but people. how are you find how are Caveat. you finding give it make it a resource. Like go to freaking zip recorder zip recruiter. What is the resource that you're using to get good people? Um actually or develop them. Or or develop them. Uh well it's a get good yeah. people. Um San Jose State. They, I, I, I bring so a lot of people. Colleges. Yeah, I go to colleges. Um, you know, it's 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 hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Um, mm -hmm. You know that that metaphor. And I have a certain way I like to run business. Um, you know, and so um, what I'll say is, uh, and I and I say this: the number one resource in this business is people. I tell people all the time: is the people business. It is a it is a it is a communication business. You have to be able to um, connect with people. And so um, one for me is I do all my recruiting from San Jose State um, and, and other colleges too. So, but mainly San Jose State because I know where they're coming from, right? I know what, I know what yeah, they, and they got. Yeah, they have a, a construction, do they still have that construction management program? Oh, then? yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so, um, that makes a lot so of are you connected with that program in a way that they're, pushing people to you or referring people to you or at least mentioning you throughout their program yeah. or do you have to go in and actively or proactively recruit through job fairs and other things? I, 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 I have not done a job fair yet. Um, I, for some reason I keep missing it. Um, but, um, I'm tied to that program. So they've asked me to be a professor a couple of times. I just don't have the time yet. Right. But a lot of times the professors will, will tell me, they'll call me and say, Hey, mm -hmm. this guy is a good kid. Give him a chance or, or, you know what I mean? Or, or this girl, you know, is yeah. a good girl. She works hard. Give her a chance. Let you know. And so they'll they'll refer me to students. Um, you know, that's that's really been the key. But then also, I dedicate. I volunteer my time. 
like to AGC. Um, you know, uh, I went and did a, 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 an event for them and spoke to all the students and met all the students. And um, that's really a good vent, a good way because yeah, when you, smart. when you go to those events and you speak, um, the students that are interested in you, they come right to you. They, they want to talk yep. to you. They want to get your card. They want to talk to you later. Um, a, a lot of times I'm not, recru- yeah, smart. I'm not recruiting them. They're, yeah, they're coming to you. They're coming to me. And, yeah. and it happens. I yep. Every time I do a speech or something, there's at least two or three students that come to me and say, can I be an intern? Can I join your, can I join your group? You know, um, Really good. You know, so I think that, yeah. that that's, that's really, really my main resource. And that's not a resource that we've heard before, right, Mike? No, that's Going good. to that's universities, good. Yeah. that's really good. Uh, yeah. Second question, Corky, what's the best advice someone has given you? Um, it's not personal, it's business. Yeah. I, was, I was on, I was on. <laughs> short and sweet. That short, was easy, short yeah. and sweet. Well, okay, so two things. Yeah. And, and there's two things that I kind of live by. Um, it's not personal, it's business. Um, I was on my first high rise. I was on the project manager I was with was about to have twins. Um, he was a fire breathing dragon every day. Every single person who worked for him before me had quit. And the other, they had another PM there helping him. And I think I went in one day and I told him something and the, 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 the PM, he blew me apart. Like he just blew me apart. And the other PM took me outside and that was what he told me. He said, remember, it's not personal, it's business, right? He's stressed out because of the business. He likes you as a person, yep. but he's stressed out because of the business, right? And so that was what I the 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 what I learned in construction the first day. When I went to the College of San Mateo Welding Technology, the main professor there, his name's Lou DeFreitas, he's been retired. I think he passed away. He was pretty old. Um he used to always say, if you're not early, you're late. Every yeah. single time. Class started at 6 a.m. He yeah. closed the door at 6 a.m. He told you, class starts at 6 a.m., you're here at 5.50. And so every day he would tell us, if you're not early, you're late. And that translates so well to construction, it's unbelievable. And so I live yeah. by those two things all the time. They're literally... They're, they're all my walls. It's not personal, it's business. It's not personal, it's business. You're not early. And if, and if you're not early, you're late. I needed that reminder today. Uh, third question, is there a book or podcast that you love? Um, not really. I haven't, haven't had too much time. I mean, your guys' podcast, I've watched it and I love it. I love the, I love the, um, I love the, you know, it, it, like, uh, actually, when I had to reschedule, I was like super sad, and I think Michael remember that. I was super sad. I was, I was looking so forward to being on your podcast. I still am. I love, I love it. I, if you ever want me to come back, I'm in. Um, but um, <laughs> you know, it, it, but no, I, I mean, I think, I think, um, I, one, I'm not a huge podcast person. I just haven't, um, mm-hmm. haven't. I, I don't know if I just haven't had the time. You know. Um, yeah. Um, in turn, in between your eight kids and your business, I know. yeah. Why wouldn't I know, you have any time? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Eight kids in the like business is pretty crazy. Be, be better, but I, I love be I love your guys's podcast. I love what you're doing. I love I love that you're bringing people in and you're kind of opening up the knowledge base of this industry in a way that's so free flowing, kind of like we're doing today. Um, I think what you're doing, you don't realize how much you're helping other people right now. I really don't think you understand that. that. And and, and so um, I think that what you guys are doing is great. And so you're my favorite podcast. Perfect. 
Three in a row. I'm gonna make a little heart with my hands. After we went so many, so many episodes of this fu- rapid fire without yeah. anyone mentioning us, it's been three in a row. Well, Apparently there we're it doing is. something right. Well, it's there. We are doing something right. Last question, Corky. Dude, you are a full-plated entrepreneur, self-employed, eight kids, newly married. I don't know if this is even an appropriate question to ask, but is there anything that you do for yourself? Is there any habit that you have for yourself that gives you life? Just yours. What do I do for myself that gives me life? You know, um, it's really this business. I mean, it's this business and it's my kids, right? So, and that's my life. I mean, my family's everything. And uh, all I ever want to do was was be a builder. So, you know, those two things are are really everything that I am about. Here, come here. Come here. This is what gives me life. Right here. There you go. You know, this is Isabella. This is my youngest. And so, um, you know, I mean, we, my wife and I, we travel at times. We, um, we travel at times. I, I love to travel, right? I love, like anybody, I love to travel. I love to see new things. But, you know, I've, my entire life, I've dreamt of, of having a large family and, and really just doing better for my kids than, you know, than it was done for me. And just being, being a great father, um, being a great husband to my wife, um, you know, who is just, she's the most amazing woman on the face of the planet. Um, and then, and then, um, you know, being a builder, getting a build every day, like this is what I love to do, you know, like, so I think that's a big key for people. And I think that I, I, I tell my, my staff all the time and, and they get it and, and they actually say it back to me. I said, I can't tell you how many days I get to the elevator or something I'm running and I look at my watch and I'm like, it's two o'clock. I wish I had three hours back, you know, and, and, and I love what I do so much that like, like the time just flies by and, and I just, I went, yeah. And I wish I had more time to do my work and it's because I love what I do and I love being a builder. And I think that for people, when, when they find what they love to do, it's not a job anymore. It's, it's, you're right. doing what yeah. you were meant to do and it's easy and it's yeah. fun and it's rewarding. Well, of course you, know? you did it. You did it. Yeah. You did it. And there, I, I'm, I'm going to mess up the same, but it's like, remember when you prayed for everything that you have right now, like you got, right. I mean, it, it's, it's messy. It's tough. Kids are sick for endless amounts of times for months <laughs> at a time. You know, you go through highs and lows of the business, but that's, this is life. You're, you're doing it. It's, it's not all peaches and cream oh, no. so congratulations thank you that's really yeah, really good stuff. Yeah. thank you i appreciate that you know Corky, it's been amazing man i we appreciate the time it's uh it's been fun i think uh we are excited to follow your journey especially being so new like uh maricela yeah. said um yeah. it was it was fun hearing that perspective being so fresh right Every, everybody yeah. was new at some point but yep. yep uh you're kind of in it right now so it's uh it's it's fun to see that and and Sounds like you're on your way to success. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for your honesty and your transparency. I know that it's going to serve. Thank you both. I I, I truly appreciate this time. It was a lot of fun.
I, I truly enjoyed myself. Yeah, cool. that was awesome, man. Thank you so much. Take Stay safe out there, and we will uh, we'll see you down the road somewhere. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Corky. Hey, thanks for listening. If you had a good time, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get all the latest episodes. And if you had a really good time, leave a review to let us know what you thought. Until then, go gather some crazy stories on your job sites, and we'll see you next time on So, You Want to Be a Contractor.